Just a quick disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist. Everything I talk about here are my personal views, experiences, and thoughts. If I do want to mention any facts or statistics, I will always do so and cite my sources. This podcast is my opinion and not professional advice and isn't meant to replace therapy in any way, shape, or form. Hello everyone, this is Max Wolf, the founder of Spread Love Speak Hope, and I'm back to talk about another topic this week. I appreciate every person who allows me to occupy a space in their life for a moment while you sit here and listen to all the thoughts inside of my head. I hope you also take a moment to remember that you are seen, you are heard, and you are loved. So I want to begin by talking about mental health and just really what it means to humanize the experience of mental health struggles. But first, I want to begin by starting with just explaining mental health and explaining the definition of mental health in the DSM-5 and then in my own words. So according to the DSM-5, a mental health disorder is a syndrome characterized by a clinically significant disturbance in an individual's cognition, emotional regulation, or behavior that reflects a dysfunction in the psychological, biological, or developmental processes underlying mental functioning. Mental health disorders are usually associated with significant distress or disability and social, occupational, or other important activities. Unexpectable or culturally approved responses to common stressors or loss such as the death of a loved one is not a mental health disorder. Socially deviant behavior such as political, religious, or sexual and conflicts that are primarily between the individual and society are not mental health disorders unless the deviance or a conflict results from a dysfunction in the individual as described above. So now let me put that into my own words. Um, So mental health usually includes our emotional, psychological, and our social well-being. That means it can affect the way we think, the way we feel, and the way we act. It also determines how we handle certain stressful situations, how we relate to others, and how we make certain decisions and choices. Depending on um, what you're going through uh, or what you're struggling with in regards to your mental health usually is dependent on the symptoms that a person is going to feel or what a person is going to struggle with. But I don't want to dive too deep into every mental health struggle or every possible warning sign or every possible thing that could be linked to whatever that struggle is. What I want to do is take the time to talk about how we humanize the experiences of mental health and humanize the people that are struggling with that mental health. So when I say humanize the mental health experience, I mean that often individuals and society might look at a person who struggles with mental health as if they're crazy or they're just attention-seeking or they're lazy and they're not trying hard enough. Some might even say that individuals with mental health struggles are very difficult and hard to handle. As someone who struggled most of their life with many different mental health struggles, I find that when someone tells tells me that a person is hard to handle or that a person with mental health is hard to handle, it really strikes a nerve. Even someone saying that a person is crazy or they're not trying hard enough doesn't really work with, with my feelings on mental health. When you tell someone that they can just think dif- different thoughts or that they can just move forward, 
that there are people out there who have it much worse than them, that they're just being lazy or they're not trying hard enough and they can just take that negative outlook and and turn it positive. And when you say stuff like that, it can leave such a negative cloud over the person that is struggling with that mental health. When I was growing up and struggling with depression, anxiety, self-harm, and suicidal ideations, I was told what I was doing and that my coping mechanisms were selfish. I was told that I was not trying hard enough to overcome what I was going through or not putting in my best effort. And as a kid, I thought I was putting in my best effort, at least at the time what I knew to be my best effort with the knowledge and equipment that I had available to me back then. People struggling with mental health are no lesser, and it doesn't mean that they're not trying hard enough and they're not doing everything they possibly can to beat the negativity they're struggling with, or those inner demons, as some would say. Often, it's hard to understand mental health unless another person has been in a similar situation and struggled with mental health as well. The best way I can think of um, on how to try to show some relation between mental health and those that might not understand it is take the COVID-19 pandemic, for instance. Through the pandemic, many people I knew personally started to struggle with mental health. People that had never struggled with it before, and they didn't realize that what they were feeling was a form of their mental health declining. The mental health effects that occurred when the pandemic started are still lingering with many people today. So let's take a walk here for a second and let's kind of think about about what that means. So here's a scenario to kind of think about while you're listening. You're walking through a store and it's the start of the pandemic and you're frantically trying to buy things that are essential that you might need in case you can't go out for whatever reason. So you're trying to buy toilet paper, uh, Clorox wipes, hand sanitizers, Uh, Lots of meats, lots of bread, and lots of canned foods and items that won't spoil. And you're panicking because you're worried that you're not going to have food when you're stuck in your house. Even though, and you know, let's let's take a minute here to think, even though that when the guidelines for stay-at-home orders were put in place, it never stated that people would not be able to leave their house, that they wouldn't be able to go to the grocery store and buy things that they needed or buy the essential things they needed. That was still an option and people could go and they could still go to stores and they could do it safely, such as, you know, wearing a mask and protecting everyone around you. However, there was so much panic that we saw, you know, we saw that shortage in many necessities that people needed. So imagine that you were one of those individuals and maybe you were there were many people worried when the pandemic hit that they wouldn't have access to the things they felt were essential to have and there was a lot of panic or i guess you could say there was a lot of anxiety a lot of fear and worry i saw many people i knew whether it be co-workers acquaintances friends family even people i didn't even know struggling with that with those symptoms or those feelings 
And I saw that fear and I noticed that panic. I saw that anxiety, which was only the start. And then many people thought this would be over soon. We'll get back to our everyday lives. And, you know, when that didn't happen, that, you know, led to people being stuck indoors and working from home longer, being around their families more often. And for some, uh, for some people, that may have, you know, led them to be stuck in very toxic situations. Um And not saying everyone was and everyone was stuck in a toxic situation. And some might have been in really healthy environments and it wasn't, you know, too bad of an experience. But there probably were people out there where it wasn't a good experience. And maybe that led people to go through divorces. And it, you know, led people of of, uh, all different ages to struggle with abuse and have to deal with that on a daily basis. Maybe there's trauma that people, you know, that are lingering with people from the yelling and screaming and maybe horrible words that were said that could never be taken back. In some ways, as horrific as the first two years of the pandemic were, I think for some, it finally opened the eyes that that mental health struggles could start with anyone, and any situation can cause someone to feel some form of negative emotion. I knew many people who started struggling with depression when the pandemic hit and they were stuck in their houses. Taking walks outside at the time just wasn't enough. People missed the socialization. They missed being around people. They were tired of sitting alone and and being by themselves. If they didn't live with anyone or if they were just tired of being around possibly like toxic families or partners. And even those who weren't around unhealthy environments and genuinely in a healthy one most likely still missed at some point the ability to go out and just be a person living in society. Take that experience and think about the course of time through the pandemic and think about what you might have felt or think about what people you love might have felt or what people you love even expressed to you that they felt during that time. Now imagine living in that constant state for a good portion of your life. And as you're living in that current state through your life, you have people telling you, and let me use the pandemic again as an example. Yeah, people are getting sick and sure we can't see our families, but you'll get over it. You just need to think positively. You're not thinking positively enough. It'll get better. Don't worry. Have you tried going for a walk? I think right now you're just being really overly sensitive because it's not that bad. Often these are things said to those struggling with mental health. It can leave people to feel less important and feel like they have to hide what they're going through or fake that they're happy so that those around them don't worry or become stressed. Something interesting I will say about myself is when the pandemic was going on, and I mean, of course, it's still going on, but when we first started to see it in the beginning, I personally was not anxious about it. I wasn't panicking and I wasn't worried. So I have struggled with anxiety for the majority of my life. 
and I've worked very hard to get it somewhat manageable and under control. And when the pandemic started, I wasn't worried because in my life, I had lived most of my life in constant fear and panic. I was always thinking about how certain situations could go, and I was thinking every possible outcome that could have been taken or could happen. So while so many people that I knew were panicking and worrying, I was at my most calm because in my head, I I certainly have thought of much worse throughout my life. Um, And it was interesting to me because I knew quite a few individuals struggling with anxiety when the pandemic hit. And that that was something they dealt with most of their life every day. And they were also in a similar situation and had very minimal, you know, worry about the pandemic. Because again, like many individuals individuals with anxiety, they live in a constant state of panic sometimes. They think the worst. They think, you know, what could be the worst possible thing that happens. So this brings me to jumping back onto the humanizing the experience when struggling with mental health. Mental health struggles can happen to anyone. Even if you think you're a person it will never happen to and that you've got your entire life together, you know exactly how to control every aspect of your life, guess what? It's still possible that it can happen. The interesting and funny thing about mental health is that it doesn't target a specific person. Someone you love or even yourself could wake up one day with something tragic happening that can change and alter your life and that can cause a shift in a person's mental health. The same could be said for someone listening to this podcast right now. But if it were you experiencing mental health struggles, Would you see your experiences as lesser than someone with a broken arm or someone with a broken leg or maybe even someone fighting cancer? I personally like to view mental health as a form of cancer and that's not me saying that those struggling with cancer don't have it bad because I think cancer is a really severe thing and my heart always goes out to those struggling with it. But I also believe that mental health is a cancer in the brain because in some ways, at times, it does slowly kill people. It does gradually make a person deteriorate and waste away. And you might think it can be tough to be around people that struggle with mental health or it might be hard to be around them because you don't know how to fix what they're going through and you don't know how to make situations better and make them feel better. I have been one of those people that didn't think life would ever change. I've been at a very, very low point in my life before, and I truly believed at one point that my life would never improve, that things would never would never look brighter. And that frustrated a lot of people who loved and cared about me. And of course now I'm I'm in a different space in my life and I'm working on myself every day and I'm watching people I love who are sitting in similar places that I was and that I was when I was, you know, younger and going through mental health. And it's easy to want to fix the problems of others and make the ones we love happy. 
the most important thing I've had to learn is that as a very empathetic person, I do want to help and save everyone. But sometimes I just don't have the right words to say. I don't have the right tips or tricks to give those I love. And I try not to give advice because I don't want that to backfire on me. Sometimes all we can offer the people we love is to sit with them through their feelings. Sit with them through that darkness. Even if we don't speak a single word to each other, sometimes you just need to sit with the person through that storm. Sometimes your presence around them might be all they need. You can't heal when you're alone. You can't heal when you're isolated. You can't heal without support. When you're going through tough times, there is something nice about having someone sit with you through it, even if they have nothing to offer. Sometimes sitting with someone through their pain and through their struggles and validating the experience they're going through could be all it takes to make a world of a difference for at least that one day. We are all people, all living beings who are trying to find our place and a space in this world. And I believe that there is a space for everyone and that every person has a right to occupy this universe, to feel safe, to feel seen, to feel heard, and to feel loved.